Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday morning on WJFF, and that means it is time for Travels with Trig. Travels with Travels with Travels with Triggs. Who's he gonna talk to now? What's he gonna talk about? Where we gonna go? Travels with Triggs. And we're back. We are talking today to one of my dearest friends, a former Disney dancer, a woman who's explored all sorts of aspects of the entertainment industry. And now she's an arts instructor. She and her husband, Jake, recently moved to Calicoon, where they are going to be offering classes, workshops, and camps as part of Lockwood Creations Studio. So say hello to Heather Lockwood. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good. Now, what I forgot to mention is you are a local woman. Come back. You grew up in the area, didn't you? That's right. I grew up in Susquehanna, Pennsylvania. And after, I guess, 27 years of being away, I've decided to come back to my roots. <laughs> and what what made you want to come back? Um. So basically, we are empty nesters, and my husband and I are empty nesters and have shipped our children off to college to explore themselves, and we decided that we wanted to slow down a little bit and go back to nature and exploring the small town feel. And so what that's has how you we most, ended up here. What has you most excited about coming back? Um, I love coming back to the area because the area that I grew up in was a very small town, and it didn't have a lot of offerings you know there wasn't a lot of offerings for kids and things you know and i like to offer things where it keeps the kids out of trouble let's say and uh, so when we came back i knew that this area would be great for arts and the workshops and everything that we have to offer and i like to provide those types of things for the kids because it might be opportunities that they've never had before well, let's talk about your opportunities as a kid. Somehow, growing up in the small town you described, you became a dancer. And how did you get lessons? We had a one dance studio, which was in Conklin, New York, Binghamton, which is about 30 minutes from Susquehanna, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And uh, a friend of ours had given us a flyer and I started when I was three. So I don't really remember too much on how it actually started. So my mom signed me up and I danced at the same dance studio for 12 years and I was all the way to my senior year. And then from being from a small town and doing the same thing um, that I loved, I decided that, you know, that's what I knew and that's what I love. So that's what I go to college for. And so I went to college for dance. And where'd you go to college? I went to college at Point Park University in Pittsburgh. That is a lot of alliteration. Point, <laughs> Point Park in P Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, and, and so did you major in dance? I did. I majored in dance. Yes. And what form of dance is your favorite? I've never asked you that. <laughs> Oddly enough, my favorite form of dance is folk dancing. Really? Uh, yes. Now, what kind of folk dancing? Educate everyone. <laughs> um, so in college, I had never been exposed to that type of dancing before. I came from the very small studio in Conklin, and we did the basics. You know, we were a big jazz and tap 
studio and we had to take ballet once a week. But when I got to college, it was like this whole world had opened up to me and I had never heard of folk dancing. I had never heard of, you know, partner dancing or any anything like that. And so I had this amazing instructor, Mr. Petrov, who uh, was from Hungary and his wife was also a teacher at the university and he taught folk dance. And he was the very stern man. And he, the funniest thing about him was, you know, he's had hip replacement surgery. He's had all this stuff at, done to his body, but he's still teaching. And he's like, 78 years old and teaching Hungarian dance and you know and he's in it as and it just gave me such love for it because his passion for it was so great and I just still to this day I love any kind of folk any kind of cultural dancing any kind of folk dancing I also think it's very visual and I think that's why I like it and that's something that kind of drives me to dance as a as a young dancer and learning uh i used to get in trouble a lot from watching myself in the mirror they'd be like stop watching yourself stop watching yourself and i think for me it was what i loved about dancing was the visual pictures that it made and so i wanted to see myself making those pictures and so that's why i constantly was watching myself and so then later on in life after college when i started teaching dance i that's what I loved about staging a dance routine or choreographing a dance routine was the pictures that you could make with it. And I think that's kind of how it steered me to the visual arts in general. That's an awesome way of rediscovering a different aspect of your training, which I think is so important for a career in the arts. Very often, whenever an opportunity comes along where I can use old lessons in a new context, mm -hmm. how is that not exciting and how is that not going to lead to growth? Right, exactly, exactly. And I think as far as um, the visual aspect of it, for me, it was you know growing up in a small town, just going to college for dance, thinking it was just dance and performing, let's say, you know, going through the movements and the terminology and stuff. And then realizing that there's so much more to dance, like no one ever told me there was so much more to dance than that. The visual pictures of it, the staging, the lighting, I never knew any of that, you know, like we were dealing with like a black box stage with, you know, <laughs> two down one white lights on us, you know, it, that you can create an atmosphere and like a postcard could be one image is the whole stage production. The tableaus. Yep. Yeah. So a question that I always think about for the youth in our area in Sullivan County, especially the rural areas, the smaller mm -hmm. towns like Calicoon or Narrowsburg, how, having grown up that way, would you say you honored your passion and found an outlet for it and burst forward to explore that? I, I, I want to give other parents and kids listening the inspiration. So as a teacher myself and from somebody who comes from a community like that, I am a firm believer in it takes one person. It takes one person to make you feel magical. And in my art studio, I am that person. Anytime I'm teaching anything from dance to art or any kind of conversation I'm having with kids, I feel like I was told that things were wrong a lot, you know, um, 
are in the school systems, nothing against the school systems. We need school systems. They're amazing. But sometimes in the academic art world uh, of school, it gets, there's a right way and a wrong way of doing things. And I've seen so many kids love art, but get defeated by it because someone's telling them they're doing something wrong. And I'm not saying that there's not a right way and a wrong way to do things because in the lessons there are, there's certain technical things that you have to do in certain areas and in certain mediums. But in my classroom, I try to, my art is more exploratory art in the aspect of, okay, I'm going to give you the skills that you need and the terminology and the technology that you need to complete this lesson. But I'm not going to tell you that it's wrong. I'm going to be like, great, you know, you have a purple turtle. Fabulous. You know, oh, does he have a hat? Does he, you know, wearing a bow tie? Like, I'm going to encourage those kids from being in from a small town and saying that there's only one way to do things or, you know, maybe you're not, you know, oh, you know, I don't have the tools. I don't have things. I think being from a small town, expanding into my career of whether it be dance, whether it be the variety of visual arts jobs I've had in my life, I'm very resourceful. And being from a small town and not having anything and watching my dad whittle wooden cups out of logs from the backwoods or you have to be resourceful. And being from a small town, that's the best place to be is from a small town because you can make amazing stuff from nothing. And it's easy to find it. You can found objects, right? Yes. I found objects, recycled objects, you know, whatever, you know, you think about uh, like those things that where people are like, Oh, we're having boat races and we're making boats out of cardboard and they're racing down the river, you know, making who can make the best boat. That's like being awesome and resourceful. Like, Use what you have, you know, just because you don't have the high end markers or this or that, it doesn't matter. You know, you want to dye your shirt, put a Sharpie on it and drop some rubbing alcohol on it. It'll do the same thing. You know, it's interesting, you know, aging. I find that the key to aging as well as I am so far is protecting my curiosity, not assuming that I'm going to know an outcome, not assuming that I know what I'm going to be interested in six months from now, Mm -hmm. and continuing to explore so that the world doesn't get smaller any more than it inevitably does. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like in my art practice of me as an artist in general, you know, I I don't ever work with the same medium because I get bored. I get bored with it and I get figure out, oh, well, that doesn't work the way that I want it to. Well, why don't we add something else to it and see how that reacts? So it's more exploratory just to kind of see how things, because that's how you discover things. You don't, you know, you don't know how it's going to react to certain things. If you put one art material with another art material, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it might make something amazing. So I think it's always expect the unexpected and work with what you got. You know, uh, oh, my goodness, that is the perfect segue. Uh, Work with what you've got. Expect the unexpected. We will be back in just a minute or two with Heather Lockwood on Travels with Triggs. Travels with travels with travels with Triggs. 
And we are back to Travels with Triggs, talking with Heather Lockwood, who is opening Lockwood Creation Studios and offering workshops and art camps to kids in the Calicoon, Narrowsburg, and Sullivan County area. Now, Heather, a part of your background we haven't talked about much, and I think a, a big part of your cred as an artist is that you came up through the Disney system. So how does someone get from a small town in rural Pennsylvania to the biggest entertainment corporation in the world? Uh, okay, so I obviously went to college at Point Park and uh, University in Pennsylvania. And part of the curriculum is the great benefit of being in that school, even though it is a smaller school, is a lot of the large corporations, you know, cruise lines, all different kinds of stuff, Disney World, theme parks, they all come through the school because it's a performing arts school. It's a performing arts college. So they do audition tours and they audition for Summer Kids of the Kingdom, which were the dancers that danced in front of the castle. For those who don't know, that's what they're called, the Kids of the Kingdom. And I auditioned and I got a summer contract at Disney World and the summer kids of the kingdom work in Tomorrowland and I got to be this fabulous conehead silver spaceship. It was called Galaxy Search and it was kind of like a star search with an Elvis dinosaur of some sort. I don't know. Um, but uh, the, I performed there for three months and then I went back to school and again, another touring came through and I auditioned for Tokyo Disneyland and I went to Tokyo Disneyland for 10 months and worked over there, uh, which was an amazing experience dancing for them. And uh, so I would say, you know, if you're looking at a company that provides entertainment to the world, they audition everywhere. Like you don't have to like Disney being from a small town. You can look on, there's all different kinds of websites. You can go to the Disney website and it'll say, hey, we're having auditions here, there, and everywhere. And you can just show up, you know, just show up. They're looking for people if you have the qualifications, you know. I always thought that I was too short to be a dancer. I have very long legs, but I'm like short. I'm only like 5'5". Five, five. But they have roles for everybody, you know. They have stage performers and parade performers, they have all different kinds of performers. And if it's something that you really, really love to do, I've always been a performer. I never saw myself necessarily teaching dance in general. Um, of course, in a performer's life, there's times, there are down times when you gotta do what you gotta do. And I took over like the dance department at a gymnastics gym one time and I ran the whole dance, started the dance department from scratch, you know, and was in charge of recitals and all this other stuff. And, you know, if it's something that you love to do, you'll find a way. It doesn't matter where you're from. You just have to do your research, you know, research. And look, the Internet is a fabulous thing nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say if you're in a small town and you're hopeful and you're wishing that you could do something, the best thing that you can do is find something that lights that fire in that in your career choice let's say you want to be an actor or a dancer you know you can take dance classes it doesn't matter if it's the best dance studio in the world or the flashiest with the biggest signs or whatever you know you don't have to be on competition team but you have to take class and the best thing you can do is take 
the first step. You got to do one thing first, and then that sees where it leads you. But being from a small town, the biggest thing for me was, you know, I did dance my whole life since I was three, since my mom put me in dance since I was three. When it came time, being from a small town, I didn't know there were other options. I didn't know there were other options because literally my career day was you could be a nurse, you can be a teacher or a fireman. And there was like four choices. And so you go to career day and you're like, well, I'm not really interested in any of those things. So do your research, see what else is out there. You know, no one ever told me that there was other things. I just went to college for dance because I knew I loved it. And that's what I've done for my whole life. And being from a small town, it was the obvious choice. That's what I went to school for. Well, and I suppose a big part of growing up is faith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're fearless when you're younger, too. You know, so you're like, okay, I'll just go do that for a while. And, you know, I have a Rolodex of strange jobs I've had in my life that all have to do with art or visuals of some sort. But you are the only person I know who has a more varied resume than my own. (laughs) So let's go back to Lockwood Creations. Yeah. How has your time at Disney affected your approach with your studio? My approach with my studio is um, as far as Disney goes, my time at Disney was great and it was very entertaining. And what I've learned from that is. It doesn't take very much to make someone feel special. You know, it could be the smallest gesture of, so what I've learned from being at Disney is, you know, when somebody sees a princess or somebody, you know, you're waving to somebody or you're smiling somebody and you're on stage and you're performing and, you know, they just light up. And so I would say that for that, that is what I like to bring into my studio is my Like Disney is like a safe space. It's magical. It's wonderful. You know, I consider my studio a safe space. You're allowed to be who you are and you can explore anything you want to be and do in that space. And I would be, even if it has nothing to do with art, I'll be more than happy to help you. You know, I will, I have done people's art portfolios. I've helped them, you know, learn how to use cameras, you know, like anything I'm very supportive because in some ways I didn't have a lot of support when I first started my studio because I've switched so many times um, of like, Oh, I'm doing this job and I'm doing this job and I'm doing this job. When I first started, it was somebody it's not going to, okay, this is a new, a new thing. We're going to try this new thing, you know, but I've been doing the studio for 12 years and I love it. And it's just about, being supportive and magical and making people's face light up, whether it be adults or children. So. And I think kids need to feel noticed, right? Yeah. In uh, my latest book, that which makes us stronger. One of the things I'm really proud of is I shout out my grandma because boy, did she make it clear. She thought I could do whatever I wanted to. And Mm -hmm. I owe her such a debt of gratitude. So let's get a little more specific and tell us about the kind of programming that you're going to start offering this October. Okay. So the first thing that's going to start us off is we're going to be at the Art Walk in Calicoon and we're going to have a booth set up where you can make magical art hats and you get to design them yourselves and strut the streets. That's a tongue twister right there. Strut the streets 
with your fancy art hat um, and wear it, wear it proudly. You know, it's your creation. Own it. That's just all I can say. You know, and what date else. is the art walk? The art walk is on October 8th, and I will be there from noon to four by the depot stage. Um, I'll have a tent set up there where you can come, and it's fully free, and you can come and make a hat. You can make as many hats as you want. Make one for your cat. I don't care. So, yeah, uh, it's there on October 8th from noon to four in Calicoon. And then our classes that we start out with are we have some fun fall activities. Uh, my fall is usually a lot of workshops so it's not as big of a commitment for a lot of people uh, because I do teach weekly classes where the kids can come in once a week and to have take art classes but during the fall and the winter because sometimes you know, traveling is a little harder during the winter months and stuff I like to make them one shots meaning like they come in for a workshop and it's one and done so we have some amazing things we have the kids gift giving workshop where they come for three hours we have snacks they make three presents for friends and family. It's kind of like old school Santa secret workshop. They make gifts, they wrap them, and it's a lot of fun. And except for it's not like you're not getting like a rabbit's foot from like Santa secret shop. You know, you're making like cool things like wood burn vases and stuff like that. And then we have uh, a Halloween event coming up, which is the glow party. So that is where everything is in black light, paint and black. Uh, low in the dark paints and the whole room is black light and it's really a lot of fun and we have some adult classes coming up which are vintage jewelry and we make christmas trees out of vintage jewelry um, and those are really fun because everyone's is different and they kind of take different angles with them so we do do adult classes and kids classes the adult classes most ladies bring snacks and drinks and they hang out uh, I will say about my adult classes, because a lot of adults are kind of standoffish about like, I don't want to learn how to paint, you know, it's not about that. It's about like, especially during the winter months, it's really cool because a lot of people get into it because it's a place for them to go and they talk about their day and it's not stressful and we're not like an academic art facility where there's a lot of pressure and that's what people say about the studio is it's more cozy, it's welcoming because it's in my house. It's literally my garage that is an art studio and it's really cool and it's always funky and weird and different all the time. I'm always adding stuff to it. So it's a comfortable place for people to go. It's not a corporate place for people to go. Now, I want to ask about the vintage jewelry Christmas tree making class because... <laughs> That's the one I think I'm probably going to sign up for. But do you have to bring your own jewelry? Will you be supplying a stash of, you know, trash and treasure, costume jewelry? How do you go about getting the supplies? So all of my classes, any class that you ever take at my studio, all the supplies are included. So you don't have to bring anything. Just yourself and come and relax and laugh and have fun and just know that you're in a safe space. And yes, all the costume jewelry for the Christmas trees are provided. Everything's provided. So for 30 bucks, you get two and a half hours of amazing laughs and an amazing, glamorous Christmas tree when you're done. Awesome. Um, and just as we're wrapping things up, what's one of your favorite memories of your workshop so far? What's just a story that you think is special to you? One of my favorite stories is 
I had several students come to me and I have, I, I did deal with a lot of homeschoolers. So I do offer homeschooling classes also um, during the daytime. And so I have some kids who come in who uh, may have some like, you know, social issues or are very uncomfortable with being in a group environment and not sure if they're going to fit in. And then by the end of it, uh, we had a great workshop where the kids, uh, we had a mudslide and they were making mud sculptures and we were sliding down it and I was completely covered in mud like my face. I looked like a, a warrior painted up. And one of my favorite moments was one of these little kids who was just the shyest little things in the world standing at the bottom of the mud hill saying, this is the best day ever, you know, and he just felt so comfortable and everybody just kind of tackled him and like we were making mud sculptures and stuff. And it was fabulous. Just warmed my heart so much because that's wonderful. I think you are going to be a terrific addition to the community, allowing people to explore in a safe, exciting, wonder-filled place. I'm so glad you're here. Now tell people, how do they register for these awesome experiences? All classes are registered online, which is www.lockwoodcreationstudio.com. And they register online and pay right there. And we're all set and all supplies are included and everybody is welcome. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being a guest today. I look forward to taking a class at your studio. And I'm grateful to all of our listeners. Thanks for getting to know Heather Lockwood and listening to Travels with Triggs. Travels with Travels with Travels with Triggs. Talk to now, what's he gonna talk about? Where are we gonna go? Travels with Triggs.